Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, Never shall be world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. With a voice of singing, declare ye, tell this, utter it even to the end of the earth. Alleluia. The Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. Alleluia. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. With a voice of singing declare ye, tell this, utter it even to the end of the earth. Alleluia. The Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. Alleluia.
The Old Testament lesson for this sixth Sunday of Easter is written in the 21st chapter of Numbers, beginning at the fourth verse. The Israelites traveled from Mount Or by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. The soul of the people was very discouraged because of the journey. The people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, there is no water, and our soul loathes this disgusting food. The Lord sent venomous snakes among the people, and they bit the people. Many people of Israel died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned because we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a venomous snake and set it on a pole. It shall happen that everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. Moses made a serpent of bronze and set it on the pole. If a serpent had bitten any man, when he looked at the serpent of bronze, he lived. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the first chapter of James, beginning at the twenty-second verse. Brothers, be doers of the word, and not only hearers, deluding your own selves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man looking at his natural face in a mirror. For he sees himself and goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of freedom and continues, not being a hearer who forgets, but a doer of the work, This man will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks himself to be religious while he doesn't bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this man's religion is worthless. Pure religion and undefiled before our God and Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, Christ, who has redeemed us with his blood, is risen and has appeared unto us. Alleluia, I came forth from the Father and am come into the world. Again I leave the world and go to the Father. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, In that day you will ask me no questions. Amen, amen, I tell you, whatever you may ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be made full. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. But the time is coming when I will no more speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I don't say to you that I will pray to the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father, and have come into the world. Again I leave the world, and go to the Father." His disciples said to him, Behold, now you are speaking plainly and using no figures of speech. 
Now we know that you know all things, and don't need for anyone to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the time is coming, yes, and has come, that you will be scattered, every one to his own place, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you these things, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Amen. I don't know if you noticed this past Easter, but the life of a pastor can become extremely busy in the weeks leading up to Easter. Actually pretty busy in the weeks after Easter as well. And it's like most other careers in that way. With one or two times a year, things get extremely busy and the family sacrifices, the pastor's family sacrifices to make it work. Maybe the family doesn't see dad as often for a week or two or so. Which is why after Easter this year, I told my four older kids that they could pick any one thing they wanted to do. It could be anything that they wanted to do with Dad to spend one-on-one time with him. And I put it out there just like that. It could be anything, which can be risky. Because anything can get pretty costly if they get a big idea. Maybe a road trip, or to the movies with all the snacks, or maybe a baseball game, or a football game, or the races. But I was prepared for it. I was ready for whatever big idea they had to spend with Dad. So I asked them at supper one evening, what would you like to do with Dad? It can be any one thing. It could be anything. And the very first thing out of one of my kids' mouth was this. I want you and me to eat Hot Wheels cereal together. It was a cereal we already had in the cupboard. So suddenly this idea wasn't going to be as costly as I had thought. And a couple said they wanted to read books. Another said he wanted to watch a movie. So not as expensive as I thought it might be. Now of all the Sundays in the year, this is the one where the gospel makes our ears perk up and it gets our flesh excited because our Lord says, whatever. Really, it could be anything you ask of the Father in my name, he will give you. And those first three words, they really catch our attention. Whatever you ask, anything you ask. And it's true to the the Greek. The English is just like the Greek. Nothing's lost in translation. Whatever you ask. And so our flesh gets excited because it sounds like an open invitation for anything that we want, like an open invitation that I gave to my kids. And from this, you'd expect that the 12 disciples would drop on their knees immediately and begin praying for all that is expensive and costly, money, wealth, mansions, power, 
bright shiny cars, beautiful women, or if they're women, handsome men, private jets, expensive clothes, jewelry, and so on. But they don't do that. Instead, Jesus continues to say that soon he will speak plainly to them about the Father, that the Father will hear them through through Jesus, that the Father loves them, and that Jesus himself will go back to the Father. And there's so much there. It's a very rich offer from Christ. Ask anything, and the Father who loves you will hear you through him. The Father will hear you and give you what you ask anything you ask imagine the possibilities and notice what the apostles say next the very first words out of their mouths ah now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech now we know that you know all things you do not need anyone to question you this is why we believe that you came from god do you understand what they're saying they're saying that because jesus here speaks plainly Not that he will speak plainly to them later, which is actually what he promises. But because they think he's speaking plainly now, that's why they believe he's come from God. So based on what the disciples say here, they don't believe that he's come from God because of his teachings or because of the virgin birth or the miracle at Cana or the calming of the storm or the transfiguration, the feeding of the 5,000, walking on water, all the healings and the rising of people like Lazarus from the dead. According to the disciples here, they don't believe he's from God because he said the Father would give them anything that they asked or the teachings of the miracles. No, they speak that they believe because this one time they think Christ spoke plainly. Now give my kids credit. At least when I offered them anything that they wanted to do with me, they at least gave me some answer. Even if it was small, given the big offering, they they asked for something. But here Jesus tells the twelve that the Father will give them whatever they ask, and they ask for nothing. How could they be so foolish? And the truth is, how can we be so foolish just like this? Think of what happens when you hear these words from Jesus, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. What's the first thing that happens? Our flesh takes that and immediately runs with it. We think of all the things that would make our life here comfortable. Wealth, sex, power, fame, adoration from crowds and fans. The envy of our enemies. All of that which would give our bride, that would give our pride unbridled happiness. Our flesh doesn't want to ask and receive things for joy. It simply wants to gorge on its endless lusts. And we think that we can ask for these lusts in the divine name. That's what our flesh thinks. That's how perverse our flesh is. It thinks it has a wide open invitation here from Jesus for whatever it desires. But then Jesus says, he tells all of us, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Which in one sense could mean like the disciples that we failed to ask for anything. Or it could mean in a different sense that what we're asking for in his name is filth. It's nothing. It all amounts to nothing. 
We think in our great pride that we can ask for the world. But Christ says that the world is nothing. The truth is no one can pray for anything great until it is done in a deep humility. Only when we've been led to reflect on the emptiness of our pride, only when we've been led to realize the the utter death and destruction in which our lusts lead, it's only when the Spirit shows us our own reflection in the divine law, shows us in that reflection the deep depravity of our sin, only then do we begin to understand how to ask for what is great. Only when we are brought to our knees in deep humility and repentance do we see what God has offered us. His one and only Son who sacrificed His body, who shed His blood, who gave His life on the cross to redeem us from our sin. Only in repentance do we truly see the price that is paid. Only in humility do we see that God gave up everything to save us. And that God rose him from the dead again so we might be justified before him. In baptism, his death became your death. His life became your life. His resurrection has become your hope. In baptism, you were forgiven. There you were made a son of God for eternity. In four days from now, the church will celebrate the ascension of our Lord. Which means there in heaven, at the right hand of the Father, is a man who rules over heaven and earth. There is the Son of God who intervenes for you in eternity. Who works all things here in this world for your good. Because you love him. Consider all this which the Word word reveals to you. Ponder it in your hearts. Ask yourself, is wealth, sex, power, fame, the love of men? What is it to ask for all those things in the name of the crucified and risen Lord? Ponder all of which you could ask of the Father. Look at Christ crucified. Think of all the things you could ask for in prayer. And suddenly that's when you see The lusts of the flesh are nothing. The invitation that Christ gives in prayer is so much greater. To chase after the lusts of the flesh at this invitation would be like being offered a free free meal at the best steakhouse in the country than only ordering stew or porridge. Are you kidding me? There's so much more being offered to you here. And our Lord says in verse 25, I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. You see, children, they don't know how to ask. They have to be taught. They have to be raised how to ask when they have the opportunity. 
And as our Lord prepares His disciples for His ascension into heaven, when He leaves, what the disciples notice, what we notice is that we are spiritual children that must be catechized on how to ask for what is good in Christ's name. Now perhaps there's a big misunderstanding at this point in thinking that we can ask only for what is spiritual. Thinking that only what is spiritual are the good things that we should ask for. That we can't rightly ask for anything but what is in heaven. But that's not what the text is saying. In fact, our Lord commands us to pray for our daily bread. You just sang the hymn on the Lord's Prayer, that verse on daily bread. Our Lord commands us to pray for daily bread here in this life. But to do this, he doesn't want us to consider the lusts of the flesh, but to ponder those things which are good that come from the Lord, such as health for the body, health for the soul, for eyes, ears, limbs, and our senses, for our reason to be educated in his creation and catechized in what he has revealed in his word. He wants us to pray not anxiously, but confidently for clothing, shoes, meat, drink, house, home, income. He wants us to ask for all those things that you learned about when you memorized the first article. He wants, to ask, he wants us to ask for these things and expect them from His giving hand. Our Lord wants us here to ponder and pray for things like a good spouse. And if you're young, pay attention to this. Our Lord wants you to ponder about and pray for such a good thing as a faithful, loving spouse and for a marriage that is fruitful with children. He wants us to pray for good government and weather and peace and honor and friends and neighbors. All these are good things for us to ponder from the Word. All these are good things for us to pray for, for us to desire. None of these things will make you rich or famous or give the flesh what it wants. But they will bring joy. And just as our Lord teaches us to pray for our daily bread, He likewise, ha he likewise has us pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. He wants us to ponder the temporal goods which comes from God and also with that the eternal goods which come from Him as well. He wants us to ponder the sins we need to have forgiven. He wants us to ponder how we may forgive those who have sinned against us. How in His forgiveness we can restore our friend or parent or child into the faith. He wants us to ponder those things which may make us fall away and to ponder his deliverance from all those things. By his word, he brings us to repentance, brings us to ponder these things in our hearts from the inspiration of his word, and to pray for all this, for all that is temporal or eternally good, in humility. It is the Sunday of prayer, yes, but notice that it doesn't end with our asking. Our Lord says, ask and you will receive to the end that your joy may be full. In His Word, 
The Lord teaches us to pray for what is good. The Father listens. And the Father gives so that we may receive. Yet still the world thinks all of this is foolish. It believes prayer is foolish. It believes faith and marriage and family and peace and an actual physical community that you can live in. And that believes that forgiveness. It believes all these things are foolish. And it thinks this way because none of these things serve the self. All of these good things from God require sacrifice of the self. Marriage requires a man to deny himself and to live for his wife. Marriage requires that a woman deny herself and be subordinate to her husband. It requires a married couple to deny themselves and provide for their children. And being children requires children to deny themselves, to set aside their pride, and take time to listen to the wisdom of their parents and those who came before. Not just when they're young, but when they're grown up as well. Being friends and neighbors in a community requires us to deny ourselves and to think of others in the community first. Peace requires, peace requires that we deny ourselves and accept the offenses, take the hurt and the pains from our neighbors, even when it's not fair. And forgiving others requires that we deny ourselves, that we give up our power and humble ourselves as our Lord did, and risk taking the physical and spiritual pain while still being eager, not just willing, but eager to forgive a person while forgetting their offenses against us. And not just forgiving family or friends or neighbors, but even and especially when we are looking at a situation where we must forgive our enemies who hate us. And so because all this good comes from the Lord, which we receive in faith, because all of it requires us to deny and sacrifice of ourselves in Christ, the world calls it foolish. It doesn't understand why we even pray for it, let alone desire it or to receive it. And so the world with the flesh leads us to desire things that would instead serve the self. Wealth, power, sex, and so on, all those that we've listed before. And in that, the world and the flesh encourage us to leave and turn our backs on the good things God has given us. It encourages divorce from the spouse when things get even a little difficult. To leave our children when they're an inconvenience. To estrange ourselves from our parents because of maybe differences in politics. To shut ourselves up in our homes with our TVs and gadgets instead of getting to know those who live right next to us. Encourages us not to come to church thinking forgiveness is foolish and teaches us to instead hold on to grudges. The pressure put on us from the world to seek after its things, to serve ourselves, it becomes intense. At times it becomes unbearable. And so our Lord says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Notice even with all the good things God gives us, there will be tribulation. But, Christ says, take heart. I have overcome the world. 
Our Lord's message to you today is very great, and it is this. Be humbled. Repent. Hear the word. Ponder and pray for what is good. And when God gives you what is good, cling to it, cherish it, live your vocations in it faithfully, honestly, quietly, reverently, in all quiet, in all happiness and joy in the forgiveness God has given you. He says, take heart, because he who has overcome the world is here at this altar with his body and blood to bring you peace which the world cannot give. So that in this peace, in all good which is temporal and eternal, your joy may be full. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, 
have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all good things do come, grant to us, your humble servants, that by your holy inspiration we may think those things that be right, and by your merciful guiding may perform the same. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. 
cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. Amen.